0: The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 9 30 with Brock and Saul. That's exactly what you want. Presented by Banner Bank, VenueKings.com, and Les Schwab Tires
1: on 710 ESPN Seattle. Coach Carroll, joining us after a tough day down in Santa Clara yesterday. Coach, good morning.
0: Hey, what's up? What happened yesterday? Well, we uh, my opportunity was sitting there for us to go get it, and, and unfortunately, and kind of uncharacteristically, we we did a lot of really good things, hit the kinds of things that we needed to do well, but we got bit by the penalty thing, and it kicked our butt, man. And and uh, you know, there's. It kind of went across the board too, you know. So it happened in a number of areas. There's no reason griping to the about the officials or anything. Like that. There's you could see stuff. In most of the calls, um, there's a couple that we you, know, you always question. But um, that was the issue, you know, the big plays that we had getting behind the sticks because of the penalties, not being able to overcome it. And uh, I don't think it was that on. Un- uh, that different a game than it was the last time we played them really the kickoff made a difference and uh the defense kind of held them to you know one touchdown and a f- few field goals and and it should have been enough to win the football game but it wasn't in this case
2: you said after the game there were kind of lessons to be learned Big from this lessons, one yeah and then you ultimately get a chance on the flight home to watch the game tape are there further lessons or what exactly um are those lessons yeah
0: well the 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 main thing is that you can, you know, you can lose just by giving up the, you know, the mistakes and the errors in, in the penalty game, and and we don't have, we didn't have to do some of the things that, that happened, and so you, we just have to stay clean. I think that. Uh, what i usually go to is we feel like we try too much we try too hard we try to do something more than we need to do and that's because guys want to win and they, we played really hard and played really tough and and did all the things that we're supposed to do in that regard but when you reach a little bit too much and you grab a little more than you should or you you know, you you get uh uh fired up enough where you take a shot at somebody you know and you give up a 15 yarder for that you know those kinds of things that's maybe when we're too hyped and we're you know we're maybe over overjacked for the game a little bit and and it showed up in some areas that we didn't need to
1: do you differentiate when you go back and grade a game do you differentiate between penalties of aggression versus penalties of i'm not sure almost desperation where a guy gets beat and needs to commit a penalty in order to save the play do you differentiate between the way yeah i look? think
0: we look at all of it you know when we look at the guy and what happened the situation we look at all that stuff there's not just clear-cut categories always um yeah we're we have not been a team it's you know Mouthing off, cheap shotting, and punching guys out of bounds, and all that kind of stuff. We you know we're really uh, pretty disciplined about the quarterback hits and all that kind of stuff. But um, the, we, that's, that's where you, I think you draw the line. When guys are stepping outside of playing football and they're doing things that are extracurricular and, and, and they're, they're hurting your football team, that's an area that you really can't, you just can't allow and you can't stand for. You,
2: know, you had said to us last week, it was cool. It was a kind of a window into some situational football, you know, the, the drive before half, walking through all the details. And, and it stuck with me. And you said, yeah, you know, when Russell slipped, we just got to kind of rep that, throw it out of bounds. Um, you know, I was just thinking if it's that level of detail some of these different situations, what goes into maybe that special teams phase? Is there that same level of detail in the special teams phase, be it return or even uh, Tyler coming out at the end of the game, you know, does he need to come out? Can you just kind of walk through some of those different situations? Yeah,
0: well, I don't know if I can get uh, hit, hit the specifics with it. It's going to make sense to your question, but um, you know, Tyler Tyler knew the flight of the ball was a flat flight and it was coming down fast, means the hang time wasn't there, so he was a little deeper than usual, and so he wanted to jump on that opportunity because he, you know, he he knows well enough. I, I trust him to know that. He just and, and he just didn't. In his attempt to try to hit it on the run, he just missed miss it just a hair. you know the ball came popping out, and then he gets smacked you know on on the play. It, we would have had a nice return if he would have handled the ball well, but um, that that happens you know, but I do trust him, he practices that stuff diligently, you know right. so um th- that's one uh you know we get a shove in the back on a, on a on a punt return you know that's just a primary focus for us if you give a guy a nudge in the back and they fall forward. It's a penalty. The officials it's so easy for them to call, and we had one of those. You know, that's just something that we've been great on penalties on special teams, and that's just one trying a little bit harder than you need to. You know, you don't have to go that far. That's generally the issue. is guys are trying beyond where they need to, and because they're trying to do the right thing, you know, and, and it's and
2: getting out of a lane on the kickoff return touchdown, kind of the same thing. Just thinking, got, I can get underneath w- this. Yeah,
0: we got knocked. We got we got blocked. Pretty good, and then uh, one of our guys had a chance to make the tackle, and then it goes all the way down to Seabass. Seabass, what he's t- told to do is turn the ball back to the field. Don't let the ball stay in the sidelines. He got that done. Uh, you know, his chance of making that tackle not very good. You know, not very. That's good. not what you're paying. Him but he, no, but he did. He did do what he. The, the primary thing is turn the ball back to the to the field, and he did that. Um would love to, anything, we would take anything if you he could help us there, but uh you know, we, and you you can see it's just a little fine-tuned yeah. on what happened on that one, and they did a nice job on it and hit it. Uh, that was a big play in the game, obviously.
1: How much did the field condition affect that game?
0: Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you bring that up. I made a big deal about it to the guys uh at the end of the week, and we had uh, prepared for the footwear things and all that, because that field is really lousy usually, and uh so I made a big deal about it, and then we got on the field, and the field was dry, and it felt okay. And, you know, they had redone the in between the the, the hashes, and uh, so it it didn't feel like it was going to be a bad field. But sure enough, guys are hitting, hitting the turf again, you know, they're slipping and sliding on it. And, uh, you know, so it just... It just gets you sometimes. It's been like that. I mean, whether it was Keysar or Candlestick or this place, Northern California, whatever it is, the fields just are always treacherous, you know.
1: Imagine if they put in field turf. It would be fine.
0: Yeah. So yeah. we were, we were think, going round, around and round about, about, about this.
1: It, did, did it change your – I'm sorry, just quickly. Did it change your view or your decision-making on a couple of early punts from around the opposing 40? You punted both times. On a better field, are those potential kicks, field goals in that spot? 55 to 57 Well intervals.
0: there was a, there was a it's a real swirling wind yesterday you know and that place has a it, cuz it's got a couple holes in the stadium that it comes ripping through there that was part of it um, Michael punted the ball beautifully. God, he did a great job. He stuck it right down in their side, the five a couple times. So that was how we wanted to play the game. You know, we wanted to make them backed up and see if we could do something with that. But um, so you know, it was. It was really the, the cause of the win that changed our thinking.
2: The competition committee. I don't want to get you in any trouble here, so you can take it whatever way you want. Give me a shot. I think I can handle okay. it. Okay. Salk and I just so perturbed. A league that flies people out, pays people to come pregame and look at your uniform. Are your socks the right height? Are you you're wearing the right colors. You're wearing all the league-issued gear. Yet you can have plain conditions. You can have fields that are this rotten. Multi-use facilities, can't handle grass, and you have an option. You have something now called field turf, which provides uniformity for everybody in a great plain surface. Why won't the league make that kind of call for I these places yeah, I, that don't have... I can't
0: agree with you more. There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that because really. no it costs a bunch of money to put in you know, the next rendition of their turf you know anyway you know so anyway i don't don't know why injuries and everything i I do like the you know that everybody has place has their own flavor their own style and all that i get that but when it's a problem then we should address it and i don't know what they do about it i I don't have any idea where you would start that
1: it's a good time to go through some of the injury concerns coming out of this game what do we know about bradley mcdougall um
0: he's got a sore sore knee that's been bothering him for a long time and sometimes it acts up here in, in colder weather and you know on a slippery turf he didn't even get hit he just he just flared up when he planted it in the ground uh it's a patellar tendon thing those are just you know they just bother you and so we just i can't tell you what what the prognosis is there and then jordan simmons i uh, don't know enough yet um he had a first degree sprain we'll see what happens it just all depends on how he bounces back you think
1: you could get fluker back this week
0: possibly yeah possibly we would like to see that happen of course you know we'll see what see where we are
1: and then uh, kj would be the last one
0: KJ's—he's uh, going to practice this week, so we'll see how he does. And he—he and he looked fine last week. In the amount of work that we gave him, uh, he has it in mind that he thinks he has a chance to play this week, and so we'll give him a shot see where he goes. And that would be a—you know—much needed return.
2: I mean, it was a week ago that Michael Kendricks played the whole game with a broken leg, right? You kind of hinted that <laughs> well, we'll see with him what how he comes out. Is there anybody else? that got dinged up yesterday that was just kind of well.
0: wait and see okay <laughs> let's wait and see we're gonna see what the report is it's too early to know that okay
2: hey
1: let's uh we always like to play a little some a little clip from raves what during you got? the game well, well i think this like was this i think you're gonna like this one first of all it was a great play second of all it's a really great call russell
0: from the shotgun carson the single setback on fourth and one bit of a high snap carson takes a handoff is he gonna make it no he's not no he keeps driving i think he might have got there he did Holy catfish! Chris Carson kept driving his legs, and he fights his way in. Touchdown, Seahawks! Uh, First of all,
1: I thought Ray was going to say, holy something else, because he seemed (laughs) not surprised by the whole thing. What was your view from that one? Well,
0: what a play. Chris had a great game. Gosh, he played so tough and and, and was so downhill on on him. You know, he looked great during the game, and... and, so that was just a, kind of topped it off with a fantastic finish to the play and a little help and the push, you know, and Dwayne got involved a little bit, but uh, fantastic intensity about you know getting across that goal line. Did you
1: get to watch the TV copy yet?
0: I haven't. I've seen some spots. When you that.
1: do, you will hear uh, you will hear Chris Spielman say that early in the broadcast that Chris Carson's his favorite player in the whole league. And what's great about it besides Tom Brenneman's complete shock that anybody would choose Chris Carson as their favorite player in the whole league is he really backs it up and then Carson kind of does this throughout the game. I, I can see why he'd be somebody's favorite running back. In the yeah,
0: well, you know, I fell in love with Chris's style. You know, right from the beginning, way back in, in college, he's got a style about him. He takes off on the toss in front of their bench. He looks like some really notable 32s going down the sidelines right there. You know, he looked great. Uh, he finishes his runs. He catches the ball. He blocks when he has to. And then he's got those special plays in him. So.
2: Yeah, you'll also hear on the broadcast he's now Chris P. Spielman oh. because he's now P for positive. Yeah, And I guess Pete Carroll may have played a really influential role in that Saturday. Were you just dousing him with your positivity Saturday <laughs> I night? Know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> what know. were you
0: throwing at the crusty no, old linebacker? No, I don't know. We were talking about some stuff. Huh? Uh, I don't know if that's going to stick with, with, with Chris. <laughs> but if he had a good weekend, that's, we should take credit for that. Hey,
1: th- there's an argument of, about the importance of running backs in this league, and, and it's waged for a while now. I don't think this has just started recently, but, but a major debate about whether or not running backs are truly important, whether they're that different from each other, or whether their position hmm. is, is essentially governed by what the offensive line does and the play calls, et cetera. How important do you think individual running backs are?
0: Well, I, I think there's a, a a large group of running backs that kind of fall into a general category where they, you know, they're they're effective. You know, they run hard, they run tough, and all that. And then there's a guy, there's a group of guys that are just different. You know, and they have different feel for the game and different savvy about and creativity that that separates them and they they just stand out. They make things happen that other guys just don't see available. You know, and and. Uh, Uh, I think that's what's really exciting about the position and exciting about Washington. It's one of my favorite parts of the games, the guys that are the great players. I go all the way back. I mean, I'm a great Gale Sayers fan, you know, from way back. And he was so extraordinary and, and, and an amazing player. He could do things that other people wouldn't even see to think to do, you know? And so, uh, so it's a, it's a fascinating position, and uh, there's so much to it. It isn't just height, weight, speed. You know, it's the other stuff. And so there's a lot of guys that, that don't have great speed that are incredibly great runners, you know. And Emmitt Smith was one of those guys, you know, he's a fantastic player that wasn't one of the fastest guys. But just because he had the ability to just shake tackles and make guys miss and slide off of things and bounce and and uh, make them, you know, exceptional.
2: You know, we've talked a lot about quarterbacks through the years and how much they've evolved, and they start at such a young age. In the past, and the passing, the guy you're going to see Sunday night, you know, when I saw him at Tech, just his arm is just so unique in his movement and everything that he does full speed with it. I think the running back position and skill set has changed much in 40 or 50 years. You know, I think the quarterback has sped up so much, yeah. I, I, do you I don't, don't think, think it's money? changed.
0: That. I don't think other than the fact that they got to catch the ball more. But I, and, and if you have a guy that you can do things with, but um, that special sauce that Gale had
2: 50 years ago or whatever is the same kind of instinctual setup, creativity. Yeah, I, don't th- I
0: don't think it's changed that much now yeah. The quarterback position has changed drastically, and the expectations of what they they're capable of doing, how much they can throw the football and still protect the ball, and, and, and you know keep the game moving forward in a positive way. And all that that's all changed greatly.
1: What did you see from Jaron Reed yesterday?
0: Uh, he, he had a fantastic game. Uh, he's tough as nails, man. He his pass rush. Uh, he 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 really took advantage of uh, of a great game, you know, on, on one of the sacks, uh, and then he had a great one-on-one pass rush on the other sack. But he's just been a force. He's been really really good.
1: Where's that been hiding, the last co- I mean, we saw a really great run stuffer the first couple years of his career, and this year it just seems like he's exploded into the total yeah,
0: I, I, There was there's a couple factors. Uh, I think his off season was the best he's ever had, and he really uh, kind of reshaped his body. Uh, and the work that he did really carried over. Um, his growth just experientially uh, so that he can see what he's po- what's possible for him. I don't think he thought of himself as a pass rusher. He would not say that probably, but I don't think he thought of himself in the way he approached the game. He was a tough run-defending technique guy and, and always showed great instincts. I think what's happened is his, his great instincts for the game have come out in his pass rush as well, which is pass rush is so much of that is, is counter-punching. You, you, you go at a guy, and then he does something, and then you have to react to it and respond. And so it's, it's punch-counter-punch, and, and he has become uh, much m- uh, more effective and efficient at the movements that he's got. And he's just tough as nails.
2: You know, before we worked Clayton to the bone, he used to have databases where he kept track of all the officials and holding calls and the, by crew. And I know you guys do that, and we've talked about that over the years, that you kind of study these crews as much as you study your opponent. I mean, they're on the field calling the game. Is there great variance? Have you seen those numbers mm-hmm. change between crews, that you have some crews that just are going to call less than other crews?
0: Um, well, there, there are, yeah, there's a variance. It's not very significant, though. I mean, there'd be like average of a penalty and a half less a game like it's 13 or something is the whatever and, and they'll be at 11 8 or something like that you know that there is some tendency that you can see on guys that protect the quarterback um they have a more of a tendency to look after the qb uh that happens some um and uh the pi you know the pass interference stuff can show up sometimes but there's not as much variance as you would think there should or could be you know mm. they're pretty pretty typical uh so uh, the, it, when we have something that stands out, then we, we certainly address it. I think
2: John even said to us this morning, he must have talked to the guys in the locker room after the game, that, that Morelli told them, hey, you better get your hands in. Like in the, in the first quarter of the game, it said, hey, we're going to call this today. Your hands get outside. You guys have to have a focus on it. Three that. weeks
0: ago, there was, a, there was a, a statement that was made from the NFL office to the officials across the board that they're letting too much stuff go. And uh, that uh, I think I, I thought I said it to you guys, but that weekend the the holding penalties doubled relative to other uh, the other weeks. The next weekend it was down to about it was about fifty percent of that, and then we'll see what this weekend uh, this weekend is. But there was a big um, effort that there's been a lot of sloppy hands, and that's there's a couple teams that did bear hug guys. There's a couple teams that hook waists on on cut, uh, on blocks from the backside, and that was really that that jumped in there there uh, you know. You know, in their space, and they wanted to do something with it, so they did. And you know, so I think this is still a carryover from that.
1: If you could have Shaquille Griffin defend that last pass interference play differently, would you?
0: I, I no, I, I can't see everything. I, I did look at the TV copy, and just trying to see if there was something there. Um, when, the, what, what's the key there is that the the official understands what it is when a guy controls a guy. His right hand was was kind of placed, you know, along the guy's right hip, and as he goes to play the ball, his hand comes totally off behind, and he, and he makes a fantastic play, knocking the ball down. The you have to look to see was the receiver moved by that that on hand. You can touch a guy, you just can't control the guy. I didn't see it at all. I thought it was a fantastic play, perfectly executed, and in and, and all that. The, the, the one thing that does happen sometimes that, that you miss is if you see a jersey pinch at all, they can call a penalty, mm-hmm. which you know, I've – that's I don't get that you know I don't like that because I think it doesn't affect the game. It's easy for the official to see though, and so that that's kind of where that came about. Maybe that's in there early, and then but that should have been holding, you know. And, and, uh, and, and so how do you na- s- s- yeah. so
2: how do you navigate this today? Right, it's tell the truth, Monday. How do you navigate this from your perspective? Where hey, they got this wrong. They got these right. I mean, there's
0: 14 of them. There's no, a bunch. No, I'm not. Gonna, I don't spend don't do time. That? No, I don't okay. spend time on that much at all because it doesn't. It doesn't serve us well. You know, we uh, um, we've gone over the penalties again this morning before we got here, and uh, there's something that they could see on everything there's a hand here, there's a hand, there's a sloppy hand there. We have to go beyond that. We have to coach to the point where we can't allow them to control the game because our hands are sloppy. And so it's really, that's one of the main things is clean hands on offense and on defense, you know, and and we have to do a better job of that because they're calling it. They're going to do it again. And so I think uh Sweeze said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna adjust. You know, and, and Sweeze's hold on a crucial situation. He's got his hands inside and he's right there and he's he is grabbing the guy which that's okay until it isn't, you know, and and so uh you know, it's just unfortunate that this game happened to turn into the the penalties were really the issue. I love that we hit our numbers in all so many areas. We we played football the way we wanted to play, running the ball, playing defense, third downs, red zone, so you know, so I mean, many of it all that stuff. Your
2: formula but, 58 running attempts plus completions plus, plus plus 1. You throw those two things in, you're going to win
0: yeah. 90. It's it's 85. It's in the 85s. Yeah, It's 85% of the time when you when you get in the 50s. You know, and and then you throw no turnovers, we win almost every game. Yeah. When we plus, you know, all of those things together, that's the right stuff until the other factor entered in, and that's what we can't allow happening, and we're not going to make any excuse for it. we got to clean our stuff up and get right.
1: How tough is Doug Baldwin?
0: Oh, man. Man, what a great game he played. Oh, golly. Just spectacular plays after one after another, um, and great finish on the touchdown play uh, execution. He blocked really well, too, which you, know, you guys might not pick up, but he just had a great game, and uh, it was great to see.
1: And now you get Kansas City. You get two at home. You got to win one of two in order to get into the postseason. And
0: we need need to win one this week. (laughs) You know we're going to go one week at a time, if you don't mind. How much do you like this
1: matchup, though? I mean, you know, Kansas City's kind of lit the world on fire. This is a great
0: matchup to play these guys. If you're going to be worth anything when it comes to playoff time, you're going to have to beat a team like this. Uh, They're a fascinating team. They have so many different aspects to them. How good their offense is, and their numbers on defense are, are. the, you don't want to be mistaken by that because they are, have been so far ahead they're the leading offensive team you know scoring and all that they've given up a lot of points over the course of time but they've been ahead by so much you know and their pass rush is is excellent and it's it's just a it's a fascinating team and he's a great coach uh How much history uh, do you have with him? you uh,
1: you guys, guys didn 't coach together no we
0: 've never coached together no we've just kind of been in league line and we haven 't played against each other that many times either so um, but have great respect for what he 's done. I love the fact that he 's been able to continue to progress and evolve, and you know some guys you know they kind of get in their ways and they get stuck and that 's it you know and he has always been able to stay ahead of the curve and has been a uh, really a cutting edge guy it's, it's fantastic
2: kind of fun to see Luani uh, Delano thrown in the mix there in the second half, some of those pieces came together yeah. And kind of solidifies both sometimes. both those
0: guys played really well and and uh, they did good stuff. Delano's a really good ball player. he's just young, and we just have to keep growing him up and he needs more he just needs to be out there um if that's the case, then, then it's going to help us down the road.
1: well, that was uh a tough one yesterday, a yeah. really frustrating game. I mean, you sort of said it you add up those numbers and it sure looks like you should win the game, throw in a bunch of fourteen penalties and a couple of special teams miscues
0: yeah, and yeah, there you have it, so here we go. Here we go! Bring it home. It's <laughs> December. Go. Let's go. Let's it's the Chiefs. Home. It's Let's a Sunday it. night
1: game, prime time. The whole deal. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. You ready?
0: Yeah, we're ready for that. Will one. the
1: crowd be ready for this? No, Can they oh, be as be good so, as they were against? They'll Minnesota? be so
0: jacked. I, Are you I, sure? I appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah, heck, yeah they're going to be on it Sunday night. Let's go. It's almost Christmas. They might be tired. They might <laughs> no, be busy no. shopping. No, no, not the 12s. They ain't going to be tired. Oh, they'll right. be ready to go. Just wanted to make you sure, good
2: white elephant guy? You like white elephant gifts?
1: I have no idea what that means. Perfect, perfect answer. Darn it. Coach, yeah. you do you. Yeah. We'll talk to you next. Appreciate week. it. All right, there you go. See that's the Carol later. Show, and that's Brock and Salk. We'll catch you guys tomorrow morning. Okay, what's this? White at seven a.m. a.m. Bar and the, the bar.
2: Bye.